Hello, Dominic. Welcome back. Hi, Shashi. How are you? I'm doing really well, thank you. And yourself? Good, good, Dominic. Great to hear from you after quite some time this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's uh, life got a little bit busy for a moment. Yeah, I understand that. How's Meredith? She's fantastic. Thank you for asking. Great, wonderful. So I guess she's kind of busy and tied up, so she'll not be able to join us. Is that right? Yeah, not for tonight. Not for tonight. Right. Okay. <laughs> so what's been going on and uh, what new <coughs> insights can you throw for us? Oh, well, as far as what we've been working on right now, um, probably in the last three months, and we still have a few more months for it, is uh, the theme has been completion. And uh, there have been a number of projects whether they're projects for the house, mm-hmm. projects for our internal selves and what we're working on, that we both agreed not to take on anything else and not to, we both agreed to really focus on what we would like to check off in our life and what we'd like to come to a completion, whether it's uh, a course we were taking, whether it's something in the house that we've said, okay, we're, we want to finish this, working on this room or working on this project and I think we still have about two more months where we're fo- focusing on completion, and it's been going really well. Great. But, of course, <laughs> at the time, it, it, it really shows us and reminds us that, you know, how tricky our minds can be mm-hmm. and how easy it is for our mind to say, oh, well, let's just do something else. Let's just take on one more thing. Ah. You know, and it's... It's nice that we've been there for each other to to say, um, actually, no, that's not part of our completion list right now. (laughs) (laughs) True. We've been keeping each other very honest about it. And we've been working on one of the things that that we did is is a course from a a mentor of mine, a a woman who's fantastic. Her name is Marie Forleo. Uh And um, one of the things that one of the courses that she's done is called Time Genius. Uh-huh. And it's it's a course on how to, you know, work with the mind on how to um, become more sovereign of your time. So, you know, as we've spoken before, it's all about being more sovereign of your life and sovereign of your emotions and yes. sovereign of of how to uh, pick your your spouse and and to stay together and all these things. But this one in particular was about for people who are finding that there's a, a certain level of time stress. Ah. And both of us have had that. So that's it's been a really wonderful experience for us to kind of see where our time stress is and what we can do to, to help help us through. So that's been really fun. Wonderful. Sounds really great. Yeah, yeah like you said, time. Yeah, thanks. Of, uh, time management, I would say, in ordinary layman terms. Uh, so I think time management is very crucial for everyone at any point of time in their life. So... Yeah, I'm glad that you are yeah. getting the opportunity to really sort out things as we go into the new year. Well, and, it, and it's funny because, you know, when some of the things are, are things that we do already, but um, just from looking at it from a different perspective, perspective huh. and, and someone else saying it and hearing it where it doesn't come from my wife or it doesn't come from me and we can hear it and say, oh, that, that does make sense. Let's try it this way, huh. you know. <laughs> I think the biggest aha for us has been, even though I do this with my clients, I don't, I don't do this as much. So, but it, it's a, instead of looking at your to-do list uh-huh. as, as checking things off, uh-huh. it's, um, it's more about budgeting 
time and designating what times of the day are your most your your brain's most effective time mm -hmm. what is what time of the day is your brain's least effective time mm -hmm. and then creating time blocks where you're only working on one type of thing so my creative mind is in the morning so between 7 and 11 and so i all of the things like answering emails calling you know the plumber All of those things I am not allowed to do until after 11. <laughs> right. So that between 7 and 11, I'm forced to do writing, you know, creation, looking at m the content that I'm making. And so it's really neat to, to really utilize, uh, utilize your brain the way it, it, it's made, the way it works really well. So, yeah, it's been a, a, a fun little quest so far. <laughs> Great, wonderful. Dominic, um, and, uh, the thing is, uh, as I remember from our last conversation, going back to that, um, when yeah. you and Meredith both, uh, before meeting each other, had, uh, you know, she was doing her affirmation, she was writing them down, and you had a different, um, you know, um, way of uh, manifesting things, so to say, um, you, you sort mm -hmm. of... Um, visualized it, you told me, and you started feeling how you would feel on the actual day. I mean, actual time when you before you actually met her. And um, my question to you is now, um, what happens when a person is not able to get into that state of feeling how he or she would feel when they actually are going to meet the reality person or partner? How do they go about it into getting the actual feeling of it? You know, because mm -hmm. you, you're not met, you're not got the job yet, or you're not got the partner yet. Okay, so when you're not yet got it, how do you start feeling that as if you got it and then manifest it? Great question. Now, the way I'll answer this is is it has to do with using the most creative part of your mind, because uh, and I'll, I'll start with a, a, an interesting. Interesting story to, to illustrate as a metaphor. Mm -hmm. uh, when I lived in New York, I lived in New York in just after two uh, in 2001, mm -hmm. and I went to act, went to acting school. Okay. And I was in uh, a tap dance class, the first first time I'd ever tap danced. Okay. And the person who was teaching it was he'd been on Broadway. He was a wonderful teacher, and he looks at me. He says, "You are not getting it." <laughs> <laughs> He says, you are just, you're not getting it. And I said, I need you to tell me what to do. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And he says, well, he says, what you're doing is, and it's what we were doing is called flapping, which is where you, where you, you do this. And that's what it sounds like. But every time you move forward, you're moving forward or you're moving backward, ha. backward. Ha, ha, ha. And he says, you can't, you're not doing it backward correctly. And I said, well, why not? Ha. He says, because. Uh -huh. Anytime you move backwards, you need to shift your weight and commit to that step. And what you're not, mm -hmm. you're leaning on the front foot and you're reaching, reaching the back foot back, um, shyly without putting weight on it. Mm -hmm. And so you're never getting it right because you're not moving backwards. And I said, Oh, and I said, you're right. I am kind of scared moving backwards. Hmm. So what I, what I did the next morning, mm -hmm. I woke up mm -hmm. and I went outside my door mm -hmm. and I knew where I was going and I turned around mm -hmm. and I walked backwards for two days. Wow. Through New York City, mm -hmm. 
knowing that I needed to retrain myself mm-hmm. to to know what it f- feels like to walk backwards, to trust every time I took a step, and to fully put the weight on that foot. Now, the reason I say this, and the reason I tell this story, is because I had to be creative. I was not a talented dancer. I could sing, I could act, but when it came to dancing, it was something that I knew I didn't have the muscular memory. I didn't have the muscular strength. But I had to get creative and figure out what do I need to commit myself to in order to synthesizing that feeling of what I'm really getting to get. So the practice of stepping backwards and fully putting the weight on it finally got me in a position where I could feel comfortable moving backwards and putting committing weight to it. And so when I, I give this to you in the emotional sense, it may not seem feasible and you may not have the internal muscle memory of what it feels like to have someone in your arms and uh, and to have that feeling of this nurture of everything is just going to be okay and having that. But I bet there's something else in your life at some point that has given you that feeling of nurture, whether it is as a young child, your mother holding you in, the, in her arms. Whether it, you know, if you play sports and, you know, you happen to, you know, have, you know, the football match that you were in and, and whether you, you blocked, a, blocked a good shot or you, you kicked the, the goal or, or you had this moment of teamwork where you and your other teammate were right on the same line that they knew exactly what you were going to do. And, I think all of us have had something, and even if it's if it's writing a paper or doing a a test, and you know that you were just so in line for the test that when you took it, there was this feeling of like completion, this feeling of of ah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. We get those feelings in all aspects of our life, right? And what I'm asking you and other people to do huh? is to use your creativity. And start going through and finding out, okay, if I have never had a relationship where um, I've felt this way or I've never ha- met someone where I've fed butterflies in my stomach or I've never had this, then you have to look in all the different parts of your life where maybe you have had that feeling, but it was just in a different context. Right. Because the emotion is the emotion and whatever triggers that is the context. So that's where we need to become creative on where is our context coming from and what can synthesize that emotional experience that we're looking to have. Does that make sense? Yes, it did make sense, especially uh, episode of you having the feeling that of dancing and then how you got around it, that did make sense. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. The other question which can't pops up to my mind though, when you say that, you know, um, we have to uh, think mm-hmm. or go back to the feelings we had when someone embraced us or our mothers embraced us or it was a kind of a teamwork. Okay, that all is a feeling we got, the actual feeling we had uh, at that point of time, so which was in the past. So when mm-hmm. we, uh, my question here is like when we are trying to go forward, okay, and if we uh, try to get the feeling we had, uh, you know, when we were with uh, another person, um, wanted to trigger that again, like, I mean, 
um, when you're actually mm-hmm. trying to go forward and move ahead away from that person but if we, we go back to the feelings we had the emotions and feelings we had when we were in that arms alright so it feels like we're going backward again um, so it kind of doesn't make sense though but of course I understood what it is uh, but I'm not understanding if we have to get our feelings again they're going backward in, in you know relieving that emotion and uh, you know the, the circumstances which were there with that person so it feels kind of counterintuitive because we're going back to that and are we going to be giving energy to something which we want to lay rest and move ahead Shashik can you still yeah, hear I, I me? Know what I could. So it was very, but I think I heard pretty much, pretty much everything you were saying. One, one thing I wanted to say about this is that manifestation yes. and God yes. do not know time. There is no future. There is no past. Time is not linear. There is only the present moment. Right. And so even if you're synthesizing or remembering that what your mind considers a past moment, it's still being a present moment. And even, even if that, that present moment is an example of what your future moment would be, mm-hmm. it's still your present moment. Oh, all right. So and so what I'm saying is, uh, when I've spoken about the, the fume, the, the F-U-M-E, the, the fulfilled, unspecific, multi-sensory experience, yes. then, what then what I'm saying is, if you, you meditate on a moment, a moment Mm-hmm. Which, which you'd like to have with this partner that you're, that you're, that you're attracting, you know, you know instead of writing down on your list, you know, you know I, I want a, a man, a man who, is who is six foot four, four a, cowboy, a cowboy, loves, loves his mother, loves, loves to go to church, all of, all of these things, things that are checklist items, items mm-hmm. which, which are mainly for people in the U.S. with one of those. I don't think you're, you're in your, yeah. your people, people in, in India would like that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. They may love the cowboys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah. They're, they're very, ge- they're very, very gentlemanly. I mean, I think, I think anyone would want, want a cowboy. Yeah. True. Uh, uh, but, but instead, instead of, of focusing on the checklist, what I'm saying is that is that, is that feeling of having having, uh, having, having the person's, person's arm around you, and what, and what it would feel like when when when, you when you've met this person, person and and, and, and you have them in your, in your arms, arms. Or, or or if, if you're making them or if, uh, if, you're, if you're making them a dish, your your favorite dish, and and they're they're in the other room and and they are just enjoying this, the fact that they're being taken care of by you. But, but it's, it's your, your experience, experience the, senses the senses that are happening. What, is, what does it smell, smell like? What, is, what, is, what, is, what does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it sound like? So, so when you, when you meditate, meditate on these, what you're, what you're doing, doing is you're attracting this, this present, present moment you're creating in your mind, yes. which, which could, could be fueled, fueled by, by a past, past experience. experience. Yes. Or, or it could be your imagination. But, but you know how you would like it to feel. Correct. And, and when you focus on those emotions that are a part of it, your body, your body feels a present chemical reaction that is now putting out into the world this feeling of fulfillment. And that's when you're attracting that person to that moment. Wow. All right, and that, and that can be when the past, the present, the present and, the and the future all align in one moment. moment because, because that, that is, is the present. Got it. Oh, that is the time relation. All right. Okay. 
I know, I know. It's it's, it's interesting, and I know a lot of a lot, a lot of people are going to say, yeah, that's easier said than done. Absolutely, yeah. Sure, sure. but that that's the, the person that's going to say that probably doesn't feel that they deserve what they really want, and if they're not humoring themselves to try it, then they're not attracting it. Correct. You know what I mean? So, so, so it's it's it's, 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 it's a person is going to do, yeah, yeah. If they're going to do affirmations and they're going to write in their journal, yes. Why don't why don't try try this as a part of it too? Absolutely, yeah. Because I do remember you telling us this in the last episode that you did this same kind of technique for yourself before you found Meredith. So. It for you at first also. I'm I'm pretty sure it must have been quite a challenge to get into the flow of being in the feeling when you know when you kind of feel when a person really kind of feels numb inside. Okay, so how does a person who's yeah, numb yeah. inside get to this state? Okay, because it's a state of feeling. So how does a person who's kind of feeling still numb and inside get to the state of feeling again and You know, and then once you start it, I know that the journey becomes easy. But from point zero to level one, so how does the shift yeah, happen? Yeah. With, with gratefulness and appreciation, but um, by, by choosing to put yourself in, in situations that, that are nurturing you, even, even when you feel that you're not deserving of it. So, so uh, I mean, I mean the, the, general the general population, when when and, I, and I've been there when I, when, I, when we've been, been at level level zero. Yes. We generally, we generally want to punish ourselves, <laughs> and the moment, the moment you start putting yourself in in a, a position of, of I'm going I'm going to do healthy things. things. Yes. I'm going, I'm going to eat green. green. Yes. I'm going, going to walk and exercise. I'm going, I'm going to hydrate my body a lot. Yes. I'm going to speak words of gratitude. Yes. Doing those things are things that a person in a good relationship would probably do because they're grateful for all the things they have. They're grateful for the, the partner they have. And if you're at point zero, Yes. Then you have, then you to, have fight to fight every, every ounce, ounce of your being, your being mm-hmm. that's that's telling you that you're not worthy, worthy and, and tells you that it's probably, it's probably not going to work, and fight, and fight that anyway to to, to do these things, things and and meditate. Yes. And, and speak, speak words, words of, gratitude, of gratitude. Yes. And and be of service to others, but most, but most importantly, expressing that, that muscle of self love. Because the stronger you get that muscle of self-love, the stronger it becomes stronger and becomes easier. And then the muscles of self-doubt, they get a little weaker. And pretty soon you're at level one. And then level two is much easier because your self-love muscles are even stronger. Yes. But it's usually zero to one is the hardest. Yes, absolutely. Just... Yeah. Yeah. So it is um when a person is in that let's say uh the tunnel of darkness when before they become from you know 
go into the light themselves um so that is the hardest mm. journey and but of course i also read that that's when the actual breakthroughs happen so i don't think so overnight journey it's it's going to take the person time commitment to himself or herself that come what may this is what you know they're going to be at it and start slowly is that what you're saying so and then they be grateful for what it is as they are at that point of time and from there slowly yes yes um you know self care helps a lot and um being of service to others also helps a lot at that time is that what you're saying yes yes absolutely, absolutely. and and there's there's there's, there's no, no rules Uh, and so, uh, and so by, by saying, saying I'm in the tunnel, tunnel of darkness, of darkness mm-hmm. and, and saying this may take a while, a while mm-hmm. well, well, if you if you really believe that, that mm-hmm. and you and you keep putting that out there, mm-hmm. then, then it will take a while. Uh, but, but I I've seen people that have gone from from a tunnel, a tunnel of darkness, darkness uh-huh. to to having having it all, just just because they're like I I don't want to wait a long time. <laughs> they say I'm, I'm ready now. Right. But, but, but a, a lot of times a lot of, a lot of times they're they're in the tunnel of darkness and, and it's not about where you are. Uh-huh. But it's but it's about how you feel about where you are. So so if if you're in a dark place and and let's say you're in a cave then then make make friends with the cave. Have have that be your cozy cave. If you, if you know you're there, you're there then say, you know what? I'm going to be in this, in this cave for a minute. I'm going I'm going to put up a poster. I'm going I'm going to play music. I'm going to I'm going to take care of myself. And I'm and I'm going to be accepting and okay that I that I'm in this cave by myself right now. And and as soon as you start doing that, you start you start raising your vibration. You start start that self-love. And, and that tunnel of darkness or that cave doesn't doesn't feel as lonely as it, as it did before. It's always, it's always about your your acceptance versus resistance. Because because most of the times people are in the tunnel of darkness and they're saying they're they're in this cave and they say I want to be I want to be somewhere else. Yeah, I want to be somewhere else. True, very true. I don't want to be here. Yeah, I don't want to be here. Yeah. So that is the resistance. Instead, instead of saying, mm. yeah, yeah. Instead, instead of saying, I'm in, I'm in here. What, what can I learn from this cave? Mm. Or, or I'm, I'm, I'm in this I'm cave. In this cave. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I need, I need maybe, maybe I should rest more, more. because, because once I'm out of the cave, I'll probably be moving quite a bit. Hmm. You know, you know, it's like like when 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 bears go into caves, they hibernate. They stay. They stay. You know, you know, they they shut it down. They they look inwardly. They. You know, you know, when, when outside, you're outside and, and the animals are outside, then they're, they're out hunting and they're, they're gathering and they're eating and all of these things. But if you, if you we do, we do have these times when we're in the cave. Yes. And, and I've had multiple, multiple times where I know, I know I've been in a dark place. I know I've been in a cave. Yes. But my, my best golden moments have been... When, when I, I have removed my judgment of, of being, being in a cave uh-huh. as a bad thing, uh-huh. and, and see, see it as, where, where is this lesson for me, and what can I get from being in the cave at this time? What can I get from being in a dark place at this time? And how can I make this place more more beautiful and still nurture myself? Wow. 
You're getting, you're getting my best stuff today. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. It's it's causing it's causing me to pause and think, and I, you know, before I ask you the next question, so I'm absorbing it. But of course, I do listen mm-hmm. to uh, these uh, discussions we are having a little bit more uh, when I have things, so it gets absorbed. Um, so it's I'm yeah. yeah. uh, where you're coming from. So yeah. So when you were the key, you enjoy it, and then you start sort of putting yourself, and you start realizing what it is, and um, a little bit of uh, mental and um, your intuitive self then takes over, I guess, and then you go more from yeah. that. Yeah, because what do we do when we're in a cave? We usually we pray and yes. and we say, "Why am I here?" Yeah. But if we're if we're just crying out to the world, "Why am I here?" But you're not listening for the answer, then you're not really going to hear the answer. But if you're if you're really wholeheartedly saying, "Where in this cave? What part of this cave is nurturing me? What part of this cave is is good for me right now?" Like, like, you know, it may not be a right time for me to be out there meeting someone right now because I should be working on something about myself. And generally, it's about the acceptance of who I am on the inside. Um, acceptance of my little peccadillos, but the things about me that I know are different and unique and and can be, uh, you know, taken in wrong ways. Like, if I'm okay with who I am, and I become my best friend while I'm in this cave, then I go out there and people will just be attracted to who I am regardless of what quote-unquote good things or bad things about me are there because I feel good about them. I think people are hesitant when we go out among people and we are judgmental about, um, like for me, I, I can be... Uh, uh, a little controlling. <laughs> I, can, I can be uh, uh, a little need for structure, uh-huh. and so when I get sometimes I get surprises, it throws me off. Uh-huh. But I'm not upset about myself. That that's who I am. I actually really like the fact that I'm that way, and so people don't have issue with that. And my wife doesn't have issue with that. She doesn't have issue with the fact that I have a little a little bit of controlling nature to me uh-huh. because I still treat myself kindly. And so, and so she, she treats me with kindness, and, there, and there's abundance, abundance and power and, and, and um, expansiveness and appreciation in the, in the fact that I'm not perfect. Yeah, but who is perfect? Nobody is. So I really hear you that. And <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know, Meredith is such a wonderful mm-hmm. lady uh, also in that. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure you too must be uh, accepting of her, uh, let's say, less than perfect um, qualities. So I have... I guess that's how it goes. Any hopes in any yeah. kind yeah. of relationship, be it spouse or Absolutely. Wife, even your own siblings or father and mother as well. So, then it becomes easier and acceptance is key, I think, as well. And that's, I mean, that's the hard part of the hardest thing about being. And that, I mean, you know, we, I think we, we look at our relationships and we say, oh, this, the thing about I need to be okay with it or they need to change. But it's not really that. It's usually, I, I, I've had, I do this with my client at times. And, and we said, okay, we're going to be vulnerable and honest. And we have, and on one side, I wrote things that I would think Meredith would say about me. The worst parts. I'm stubborn. I am fixed-minded at times. Say. And then at the bottom, I say, and I am enough. 
to make this relationship work. So I can read this down. I am this. I am this. I am this. I am enough. Exactly. And then on the other on the other side of the page, I wrote down Meredith, the things that Meredith is, all the negative things. And read the things about ourself first, you know, because it's always more disarming to read about yourself than it. saying it out loud to the other person. And having that person, knowing when you say it about yourself, there's this vulnerability, this openness that all of the, the walls between you. I'm enough to make this relationship work. Exactly as I am. We're doing it. We're finding all the things about us that we judge. We judge ourselves in silence, and we're giving a light. It doesn't have power over us. We do this as well. They can instead of they don't need a partner for this, you know. And you can write it as I am, and you can write what you think God would say about you. He sees me every day, right? <laughs> to have a healthy relationship. Exactly the way I am. This is generally ourself. And once we let those things out, and once we open, we speak about them honestly, out loud, so our admit it. It's almost saying, "I know you're inside of me, and you try to you anyway, and I'm enough." Then there's something this this energy that opens up where there's freedom, and they're going from the tunnel of darkness to light. That's from zero to one is a is a big move. Wow! Absolutely. That's so powerful. That's really, really powerful. What you said of writing the list—it gives a person something to do and really accept himself or herself. And it's also a bit of uh, inner work because yeah. when uh, this happened to me uh, recently, um, you know, when I was asked, "What do you like to do on an evening? Or you have free for yourself?" and that really set me thinking because I have no clue. I have not written it down anywhere. And then I said, "Oh, mm. I need to do some inner thinking mm. as well." <laughs> so, yeah, when you yeah. said you can write down the list and say, yeah. "Okay, I'm this, this, this. I'm this, this, this," it may drop something more and be more aware of yourself. And like you rightly said, accepting of yourself. And once you're accepting of yourself, I guess you're free to actually have the freedom. I guess it's a sense of freedom you get once you accept your negatives yeah. and uh, positives. Yeah. And then once that freedom. it shines out from you like you're okay I, either way and like you rightly said um i am enough is what it really comes down to so i think i am enough is what marisa pierre also did tell us i think she yeah. coined the word originally and had meditations yeah. on that you know i have a um a, a client of mine this week that i, I did this with you know she and her husband have had you know some problems and, and um I asked I asked her a question I said you've listen you've been doing this self work for a very long time right and she said yeah and I said and your husband's been doing this work on himself for a very long time she said yeah and I said so you're both working on yourselves and working on your marriage she goes yeah she, and she said well you know I, we need to find this next thing so that we can find our intimacy again oh yeah mm mm-hmm. And I said, when you met each other, do you think that you were more evolved when you met each other or less evolved? She said, I think we were less evolved when we met each other. I said, so why were you so attracted to him, and why was the intimacy very good back then? And she goes, that's interesting. I don't know. It was new, and I said, because you probably accepted him just as he was, because you knew that. That he wasn't perfect and you weren't perfect, but you wanted to be with him, right? She said, "Yeah." Well, why? I said, "Why is it different now?" 
why is there so much more pressure that you're putting on yourself that you need to be perfect to have this intimate relationship with this wonderful man who wants to improve himself but is not perfect it's almost like you you, you have a feeling that if you keep working on this that the two of you need to get to this level of perfect so that you can have this connection again i almost think you guys need to go in the opposite direction and get worse so that you could just say well, i'm not going to get any better let's just uh, get together and have fun i know you know it was something she thought about for a minute and and we said and that's what i gave her this this to do with him you know and it's something that they're going to be doing but it is about when we first meet someone, we do think about, you know, I'm enough, or I want, I want to experience this with this person. Oh, this is, it was a powerful time. The, you know, the embrace was wonderful. The, you know, the sex was wonderful. Whatever it is. But then as it goes down the line, if things go, you know, you're trying to improve yourself, and if I kind of lose your way, just go back to the beginning, you know. True. That's, that's, that's immense value in that. The only thing is, I feel and uh, what I'm hearing from others is they are not willing to put in the time and effort to, you know, um, actually do their inner work. At least yeah. in India, that's what I'm getting the feeling that, okay, down the line, 12 years, 15 years, and they go into what they'll say, stagnant marriages. And nobody's willing to put mm-hmm. in the work, work again to, mm-hmm. like you rightly said, you know, um, evolve more and grow more. Uh, they expect things like to happen all of a sudden or they expect the other person to do it whereas they are not willing to put in the work I'm like all right then you know you're, this is how you want your relationship to be then you should not be you know uh, cribbing about it because you're not willing to put in the work then who's going to be putting the work in you know and you can have fun when you're yeah. doing the work as well I guess yeah so, you know the work is fun but there are times when the yeah. work is uncomfortable the, but uh, uh, I can tell you the some of the best moments that have just melted my heart is is when Meredith and I will are, are you know working on something together and um, just to hear her share with vulnerability something about that she feels about herself that is you know where she feels a little vulnerable for herself and I find that extremely attractive you know to hear someone speak with vulnerability I, that's one of the most attractive things to me you know, and it just feels like we're able to um, connect in a way that, that is on a higher, a higher plane. Uh, it's a higher vibration where we're walking with humility and um, we get to meet each other in that space. I think there's so many times when we go up to the, the mental space of, and, and, you know, you kind of miss each other. But it's, it's about being in the body, being in the motion, being in the breath. And, um, you know, that's when you can really have that, that connection that's greater than someone you meet on the street. Absolutely. I hear you. I really hear you that. And I think you're such a generous and uh, wonderful person when you're sharing this so openly with us. And um, I really thank you for that. Um, Mm. I don't know about our listeners, Mm. but for me personally, that meant a lot when you say that her vulnerability really touch according you. And I guess the same way it goes for her also. When you're being vulnerable with her, she I think she feels safe enough to be herself with you then, you know? Yes. So, and that's a big, big thing yes. for ladies, being safe 
and not being labeled as being weak when you know when we need somebody and you know the person is equally yeah or men <laughs> yeah you know i don't think men want to want to feel uh that vulnerability is weakness but i would tell you this um i i there are some moments i've had to i've had to train meredith that um when we've been in say uh more of an argumentative <laughs> state <laughs> and and i have admitted something with vulnerability she met it with that she she met it with um yeah i know you are saying yeah i know you are i had to say hold on hold on hold on when when your partner is willing to admit that there's something wrong about them your job is to listen and say thank you you know, and, because that encourages the person to continue. But if if you put the the hammer down and you say, "Yeah, I know you are," then it, it, that that doesn't encourage them to, to do that ever again. <laughs> it's like, "I'm sorry." Yeah, you should be sorry. No, no, no. It's it's like, "I'm very sorry." Just take a breath and and watch and listen and just be in that space and say, "Thank you for that. I appreciate that." You know, and then the person knows that it's okay to be vulnerable. So, yeah, women, you can train your men. Men, you can train your women. But it's only about accepting and listening. That's that's how the, how the training really works. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Wonderful, Dominic. Thank you so so very much for your time and patience and your wisdom absolutely. for your journey. Absolutely. Thank you. And really, really, thank you for this. Would you please share sure. contact details with our listeners, please? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You can find me on the web at uh, com, And that's the best way to reach me. And you'll find my email on there. Um, my company is called I Am Healing. And uh, you'll find me on the web. That's the easiest website to go to. Thank you once again so much, Dominic, for all your insights and uh, it's always been a pleasure to speak with you and uh, thank you really from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, Shashi. I love having these conversations with you. So we'll see and have and the discussion when it is the time is right for both. Right? Perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. Bye-bye.